1: Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Yeah,
2: and a very good morning, everyone. Welcome in to Trot's Talk, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand. Greg O'Connor in the chair today. A couple of weeks away, Michael Guerin is out at Karaka for the New Zealand Bloodstock thoroughbred sale which of course kicks off today so uh, you're with yours truly for the next hour we've got plenty for you too. Going to catch up with Ken Brecken very shortly it's only three weeks to the standard bread sale so let's get an update from Brecken Farms. Uh, we'll have our Southern Man segment with John Morrison and Gavin Smith to help you out with Methvin today on the big Mount Harding circuit there. We'll catch up with Johnny Cox he got the business done on Friday night with folklore and upset in the Garards. Premier Mears Championship. Darren Keast has an interesting runner. Costello David returns this afternoon at Methven. He was a star performer at the Cup Carnival a couple of years ago, winning the Maiden. We'll talk to Phil Williamson, who with Majestic Man took out his second Dullard Cup last night at Melton. And we'll wrap things up with David Branch out of Cambridge. They had a big launch on Thursday, building towards the second edition of the Race by Grins. We'll also give you a chance to win the $50 bonus bet, courtesy of the tab. Details about that a bit later, because this man's busy. He's heading to the thoroughbred sale today. His name is Ken Brecken. He and his wife, Karen, their brand, Bricken Farms, has become synonymous with the harness code in the last decade or even more. He joins us on the phone. Morning to you, Kenneth. Good morning, Greg. Thanks so much for taking the time out uh, for us today. It's an exciting time in the Standard Bread Code because three weeks from this day, you'll be at Caraka yourself selling 36 yearlings.
3: Yeah, it's pretty exciting, Greg. You're getting a little bit nervous now. I mean, you've got 36. They're all in great shape. But, uh, I mean, now's the time that you're trying to avoid those bumps and bruises and, and, and get them to Karaka.
2: How are you feeling about this year, Ken? It's been a challenge the last couple of years, obviously, with COVID, but your brand has stood up well and truly through that period. And from what I can gather by the videos and photos and the interest that I've spoken to people who've been to your parade, I think it was on the 19th earlier this month, they're talking about the Brick and Farms draft being as good as they've seen from your organisation. Is that how you're feeling?
3: Yeah, look, we are Greg. It's very exciting. I mean, uh, we've got thirty-six yearlings for the first time. I mean, they they are all Brecon Farms horses, so um, you know that's going to be new for us uh, being preparers, just for ourselves and 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 not others. And and so it's look, it's been ten years in the making. Um, we've got a wonderful draft. We've got a lot of uh, Captain Treacherous horses, uh, which are doing so well in Australia. And, of course, the proven is the like. So uh, we have something for everyone. Uh, and, again, also very strong with the trotters this year. Uh, and, and the horses, of course, doing it on the track with the likes of High Energy. So um, I think last year was a bit disappointing for trotters. No one can put their uh, finger on it. But it's good to see the likes of Father Patrick, and, again, High Energy, uh, you know, doing it, doing the job. And I just think it's great for the likes of Neverly are that have put such a huge amount of money into the game. So uh, it's pretty exciting, but we've got something for both.
2: Let's talk about some of the lots you do have. And you mentioned Captain Treacherous, and you flick through the catalogue and see the mares that uh, you put him to. uh, Almac party on Willow. All multiple Group 1 winners in their own right, and you've got pacing Colts out of those mares. So uh, I'm picking that they've been some of the more popular ones thus far.
3: Yeah, look, of the eight in the North Island sale, we've, uh, seven of those are from Brecon Farms. And yeah, it is just quite remarkable. You know, Of of the draft we're selling, uh, 11 drafts are actually out of Group 1 winners. So, I mean, that, that's again very exciting. And I think if you look back to the, the Grand Dam, there's another 14 that have left Group 1 winners or multiple Group 1 winners. Um, but the Captain Treacherous, you know, to actually have. Uh, three colts in the sales at a Group 1 winning mares, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, will be definitely in demand. And, and, and like you said uh, previously, having the Australians over this year, and I think it's been three years um, that they've been missing, um, I just think it's very exciting for New Zealand bloodstock and, and for the preparers, both in North Ken, Island and South Island, having them there.
2: Ken, you've been a bit advocate for the trotters and, um, you know, the, the, the Yankee Doozy family that has made you I, I suppose made your name synonymous with the trotters with I can do it being a million dollar performer and star performer but again when you flip through the trotting cults that you've got in the sale out of Luby Lou out of Highgate, out of Yankee Doozy, um, yeah the, this, this trotting breed that, that you're so passionate about there's no greater example of that. Than the trotting colts that you have in the sale and then the fillies you've got both by what the hill out of Classic Ambro and Lubien. So, um yeah, you're certainly backing the the gate of trotting aren't you?
0: Yeah and of course
3: the reason for it of course on both sides of the Tasman there's more and more trotting races and stakes are going up and you know, I don't think it'll be long before we see a race like the Grins um, but you know you look at an Auckland card rather you look at a Christchurch uh, car There's a lot of trotting races there, uh, and and again, even um, you know for the for the Sunday meetings, there's a lot of trotting races, and uh, and I think what people are enjoying. The gates got so much better with American bred horses. They trotted at a young age, and you know they're out of trotting family so um, uh, they are true trotters. So um, and again, there's been a lot of investment in it. And again, a lot of investment uh, in, in Australia with you know with Pat Driscoll and. um uh, some of the others over there so uh and again like last night as you said you're seeing the new zealand horses doing well across the ditch um a majestic man winning last night i watched it myself it's very impressive and again horse like Boltford for and of course sunday sun they're getting a huge a huge following by um by punders and, and 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 others you know so it is exciting Greg.
2: Yep, Barn B, Karaka, three weeks' time. You've had the parade. Um, or oh, people have come in and seen you. If they still want to do that, they can con- contact uh, Nigel Fahey, 027 And it would be remiss of me not to mention Nigel and the big team that you have around you, Ken, because when you've got 36 horses uh, to go to a sale, it it doesn't just happen
3: by itself. Yeah, I wouldn't be ringing him early this morning. He was at a 40th last night, and, and, and I heard a whisper that he was having a huge <laughs> night, so... But uh, he loves a party, uh, Nigel. But uh, him and the crew have done a wonderful job and both Karen and I are very lucky to have staff of that calibre. And um, the the, uh, parade was excellent. I think we had about 80 80 people there and um, it was just a bit tough on the day because they had the Cambridge plots that night and and I know a lot of the Southern boys were caught up with midweek racing. But, um, yeah, look, there's been a lot of interest, Greg, and um, I think the industry's on the up and, uh, look, we're very excited by it.
2: All right, anyone who wants to check out the draft for Brick and Farms can go to breconfarms.co.nz or go to the New Zealand Bloodstock Standard Bread web page there and you can, uh, you can check those yearlings out. I'm sure they're going to be very much sought after. Hey, Ken, really appreciate you coming on Trot's Talk with Harness Racing New Zealand. Good luck in the next three weeks. It's, it's an important time uh, for the industry, but it's equally as important for you guys. And, and thanks again for your investment in the sport. I know you're so passionate about
3: Yes, and for all the listeners, Greg, there's not a better time to get involved in the game. All right, so get out there. Get out there on Couldn't have said it better
2: myself. Yep. Good on you, Greg. Thanks, listeners. All right, thanks very much. That's Ken Brecken from uh, Brecken Farms. He he and his wife, Karen, putting so much back into the sport, and they have a magic draft for this year's New Zealand bloodstock sale. 19th February, karaka three weeks uh, today. Right, that's what's ahead. What happened on Friday night was this. Manhattan and All-American Lover now stride for stride. Two lengths away, Kelly's Delight under Glory's Delight. Folklore works around the outside from Better Started Evangelist. 27-9, the back straight quarter, Manhattan for home from All-American Lover. Folklore descending quickly. She gobbled them up, Folklore. Back to the inside, Kelly's Delight's running on. But Folklore has cruised clear inside the 100 metres. She's put a gap in them. Folklore and Johnny Cox races away with the Premier Mears. Won it by nearly six... That'll be music to the ears of our next guest, who indeed is the trainer and driver of folklore and uh, Johnny Cox. A very good morning to you, Johnny. How are you, Greg? I guess listening to that, it will never get old. and Watching it, it'll be more even more impressive because, gee, she couldn't have gone any better. What was probably more surprising was the fact she blew from $14 out to 44 on the night. And that would surprise you because I know you have so much admiration for this mare.
4: Yeah, that's right, Greg, you know, she um, she went a super race at Invercargill the week before, and, you know, I'd sort of seen the market the day before, and she was, you know, $14, $16, but um, I never realised she'd blown out that much, and, uh, yeah, definitely got a shock after the race, you know, like I'm not a betting man or anything like that, but, uh, no,
2: I was definitely surprised with the price she, you know, she ended up at. All right, it was win number 12 for her in her career, and she's gone back-to-back, as you quite rightly said. Uh, Prior to that, what had you made of her form, and is it a case with her that when you get her into form, like you have now, uh, it's maintaining her, keeping her happy, and and therefore she'll deliver on the track? But what was happening prior to that? Uh,
4: Well, uh, Cromwell um, was a disaster. It uh, downpoured, you know, probably... Half an hour before the race, and the and the track was a bog, so that was definitely not going to be a go. And then, you know, she probably just took a couple of extra runs to to come back to it. Um, she she hadn't probably been at her best, you know, before, at the end of last season. And then, um, yeah, just t- took a wee bit longer than probably expected. She she doesn't hold a lot of condition, but she probably had a wee bit a wee bit of fat on her for her. So, um, you know, a few runs and a few trips, you know, like one down to Cromwell, and then obviously down in the cargo and. Um, just tightened her up, and and then the, the way the race was run last uh, the other night, like it just suited us down to the ground. She just had a cosy spot, you know, probably two or three spots closer than what we normally would be. And, um, you know, those favourites going pretty hard up front just, just set it up for her
2: yep she went 220.5, a fifty four two mile rate uh, she was worth a lot of money before that for owners Ian and uh, Nola Wilson she's worth a bit more now she'll be even worth even more Johnny if in a fortnight's time you can replicate that. Can you do it over the longer journey in the breeders uh, well she doesn't mind uh, racing
4: over uh twenty six hundred I think she's won you know probably three or four races and you know she's broken three ten so um, you know, it's, it's sort of not bad. It's not bad form, really. And, um, you know, I know she can run the time. It's Again, it's it's, um, it's always going to depend on how the race is run. Like she's sort of a one-trick pony, really. But, um, you know, if, if it's run similar to what it was the other night, she's she definitely in with a big show.
2: Johnny, were... Well, I've, I know this because I asked you on the night, but at the 600 metres, that was almost the perfect storm for her. Uh, so much speed up front with the likes of Cully's Delight, Manhattan, All American Lover who'd sat parked and went a terrific race. It was it, it was just about perfect for her, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, exactly, Greg. Like couldn't have written the script any better really. Like um, you know, those those three favourites it, it all burnt hard and um, you know, breaking that minute uh breaking the minute for that middle half just just really set it up for her and uh, you know, when she's right she's she has got that devastating speed and um, you know, I think it was just probably race fitness probably counted against those other ones the other night and,
2: like I said, she'd had a few runs this time in, so um, it was just one of those perfect nights. Johnny, how she come through that and what do you do with a mere like her between now and what must be her grand final in a couple of weeks?
1: Yeah,
4: she's come through the race pretty good. Um,
2: she ate up everything um, after the race and, uh, you know, Dad said
4: she bucked and kicked around the paddock, uh, you know, yesterday, which is which is a great sign for her and uh, she doesn't take a lot of work. Um, she's, she's a light frame mare and almost sort of treat her like a galloper, really. So, you know, she'll have a sort of a quiet week this week and then just a couple of nice runs next week and uh,
2: and and into the big race. All right, for you, this is your first group race win as an individual trainer. You obviously co-trained and drove Jack Adjusti to win the Dominion, I think it was about 2013 or 14, somewhere around there, Johnny. You'll remember. Um this is an important stepping stone in your training career, though. These are the sorts of wins, particularly three weeks out from a yearling sale, that you probably needed. Yeah, it's always it's always nice to have horses in in group races. You know, it's it's hard to get them
4: into them, but nice to have them there. And then, you know, uh, you know, def- definitely nice to win them. So, um, you know, we've been lucky. Uh, Ian and Noel have had a few offers for her over the years, and you know, they they were sort of looking for a broodmare when they bought her originally. So, you know definitely lucky to, to keep her in the barn and, and have a horse to be in these sorts of races. So, um yeah, you know, a huge thrill, and, you know, can't thank Inna Nola enough for, for, you know, keeping her, really, and, and they're getting the rewards for, you know, for, for uh, turning down the offers.
2: Yeah, well, she's out of Turkana, a Group 1 winner herself, so I think it was a neverly R she won, so she's certainly worth uh, a fair bit of money. And when you think about some of the horses that's won the Premier Mears in the past, they're cup winners. Door Me, Mainland Banner. Blossom Lady, those types of horses, Johnny. So she's she's joined some uh, pretty illustrious sort of company. I think even Kim's Girl won this race and went on and won a Cup too.
4: Yeah, exactly. I yeah you know, probably never put her in in, uh, in the class of those sorts of mares. But you know she's a good, honest mare and she tries hard every week. If you know if you had a, a barn full of horses that tried her as hard as she did, you know you'd, you'd have a very nice barn. But uh, you know, like I said before, it's just the right place at the right time and everything just worked out in their favour and. Um, you know, I couldn't be more proud of her, really.
2: All right. Well, congratulations uh, again for Friday night. Good luck in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I know you'll do the right thing by the horse, and she'll be in her peak condition uh, come the Fahey Fentire Breeders on what is now Friday week. And uh, thanks for joining us on Trotstalk. No worries, Greg. Thanks very much. All right. That's Johnny Cox, a very talented horseman. Uh, his partner and his partner uh, uh, get Get the best out of their horses, and uh, Kimberly Budd, of course, and uh, they've got a new property, and and now they've got themselves a Group Two winner, and hopefully in a fortnight's time, maybe even a Group One winner. Right, your chance to win with the TAB text into us to double eight double three. Your name, your TAB account number. And the code word today, karaka. Yes, the thoroughbred sales are on, but in three weeks the standardbred will be as well. So get that into us, and uh, we'll get producer dude Robbie to draw out a winner at the end of the show. Short break, other side, Southern Man segment. Your chance to get some information to back a winner at Meffin today.
0: I'm a Southern man And I'm Southern I got the stars my blood and I'm
5: going to
2: be here till I'm dead well dead. Yes, our Southern Man uh, segment uh, as we try and find you a winner out of the Mount Harding today, the Methven Trotting Clubs meeting. Before we get to that, and we're going to speak to Gavin Smith and hopefully John Morrison as well, don't forget about the Harness Awards, 4th of March. Go to hrnz.co.nz, Black Tire Fair, I think it's $130 Uh, per person and 110 if you're under 30 so there's an incentive there uh, for the younger generation if you like to go along to the annual awards Gavin Smith's joined us uh, online he's heading to the Mount Harding today morning to you Gavin how you going Greg yeah excellent thanks mate thanks so much for uh, joining us heading to the Mount Harding today and uh, just wanted to touch on your chances before talking to you a little bit about where things are at now. You, you're based at the beach, but uh, premium player in the first, a uh, horse that looks clearly capable of winning races. The punters think so today. You're around $4. Yeah, he's a horse I really like, Greg. Um, he,
6: he's still quite weak and, and physically immature, but he's got good manners and good speed. Um, I, I could see him hopefully being good enough to some of the three-year-old classics later in the season. I would like to try and get a win with him and then get him to the paddock um, for a decent break. So hopefully he can go one better today. Both runs have been full of merit and, and he hit the line very strong last start. Um, so yeah, probably look to take luck out of it a little bit today and and I'm pretty confident he should be very hard to beat.
2: All right, that's pretty uh, imposing words there from the punter's point of view, because if you think he's good enough to go around in those classics, then he's got to be hard to beat in this, and he's had that trip to Nelson. Is that a much uh, about building uh, his, I suppose, um, history, if you like, and, and, and developing him into a horse and, and getting him to grow up a wee bit? Definitely. A trip away definitely
6: improves him and helps him to grow up, as you say, so... We wanted to give him a trip away and, and then get him to the paddock. I kind of hoped he'd win one up there, but just luck didn't fall our way. So, yeah, he lined up at touch on the trip. So we've just had to sort of wait an extra week for him to, to get over it. And then, um, yeah, he's good to go this week. He's worked nice and, we're yeah, really happy with him. So hopefully he can get it done today and then we'll get him out. And a bit of strength and a bit of, a bit of maturity, I, I think, he'll be a really nice horse next time. And,
2: All right, great words there from uh, Gavin Smith around premium player in the first today. 12.30 they kick off, there he is number five in your race book. James Cagney's provided you with some challenges as a trainer. Uh, Gavin in his uh, career thus far, but he went pretty close last time and uh, although he's got a second row draw to deal with, it's not the worst draw. No, it's probably a good draw for
6: him. Look, he's probably the biggest heart horse I've ever trained. He's as a two-year-old, he could have been anything. Um, we turned down some big money for him and unfortunately broke down pretty much straight after. As it turned out, um, he was born with issues which you'd have never bought him if you knew, but um, nobody could have known that without x-raying him. And Yeah, now we can't work him how we'd like to, and and then other problems have developed, um, wind issues and, and other physical issues, so... Like, he's a shadow of the horse that he should be, but even that shadow's good enough to pick up a maiden when things go his way. So, yeah, look, he can win, but I couldn't tip him confidently. He would need things to go his way. Um, We can't have him as fit as we'd like, so he probably can't do work in his races now. But, yeah, you've got to have him in, in your combos, but you probably couldn't back him with, with a huge amount of confidence.
2: All right, so he's in uh, race 2 number 11 and uh, you are the one in the 7th a $10 chance is that a fair reflection of your chances
6: not at all Greg I actually really like this horse uh, she's got really good speed and I was pretty confident when we went to Nelson with her and, and the first day things got tight around the last bend as we were sort of rooting into it real good and we ended up getting pushed down into one that and locked wheels, which cost us all our momentum and we had to sort of pull back, clear the wheel and get going again and, and she still made good ground and finished just in behind the winners. Um, second day missed away and took no part. So look we're gonna she's very fast and Miss and you generally get a go from, from even three and four back. So look, I think she's way over
2: the odds here and, and can definitely win if she just gets it out of luck. All right, so she's a terrific each-way chance. Is she the best of your three?
6: Uh, Look, I'd probably go to Trotter because he generally begins good and he can take luck out of the equation. She's going to need that little bit of luck. Um, But, look, if if things open up and she gets off at the top of the straight and there's been a little bit of tempo in the race, then then I think she'll be very, very hard to beat.
2: All right, it's been a track that's been good to you in the past. I think you've racked up uh, driving win number 700 there back in October. Might have been with Brother Love. The beach training side of things is going well?
6: Uh, yeah, really enjoying it, Greg. Um, and picked up a couple of sort of handy horses um, from being there. Like has doing a good job. Uh, she came to the beach, so yeah, that's, that's good. We um, joined the challenge of getting those new horses and trying to sort out their issues and problems and Um, That certainly helped the ones that we already had too. So, yeah, great facilities. Obviously, the pool, the beach, the different tracks. So, yeah, really enjoying it.
2: All right, really appreciate your time today, Gav. Go well at Methin.
6: Thanks, Greg. Good luck to all the viewers. All right,
2: that's Gavin. Yep, that's uh, Gavin Smith there, and if you're thinking about going to the yearling sales, a guy like Gavin Smith, you could do worse than give a call. He's driven over 700 winners and trained about 250-odd, so he's doing well. Another young man doing some good things is John Morrison. He's got a busy day ahead today, and he's joined us on Trots Talk with HRNZ. Morning to you, Johnny. How you going, Greg? All right? All good. Yep, ex- excellent, thank you. Gee, you got a busy day ahead today. Second favourite on the Drivers Challenge behind John Dunn. I think you're about $3.40. We yeah. want to find out why that is, uh, Johnny. We'll touch on your runners as the ones you train before getting into some of the others, but uh, an excitement machine, a horse that you came on this very show and told us was one to follow, Jimmy Ray, is in today and, and looks another very good chance. Yeah, he
5: seems well... Um yeah, he hasn't obviously raced since Homer cow, but um, yeah, he had a trial at Neston about a fortnight ago on the grass. So yeah, he he seems alright, and yeah, I put him in the stand at the trials, and that was all good too. So yeah, it's still a jump for him. Um, you know, the rating system he's climbed up pretty quick for having only two starts this time in. So um, yeah, if we could just get away and get a good run, I'd probably look to drive him for one run. So he's yeah, he's good, definitely good enough. As Jules. It just all depends what happens in the race really, just with the handicap.
2: Yeah, it won't be easy off the 15. You know Methven very well. Um, in the old days, with the big sweeping uh, bend on the on the home bend there, you could swoop down the outside. But it, it's not that easy. It's not that easy at any track to come from off the speed now, Johnny.
5: Yeah, you're sort of better. Um, like it's it's definitely fair against the fence and two wide lines. Trying to come round wide around that last bend, definitely is hard work. Um, yeah, about, I don't know, you probably can't really see it on TV, but the last sort of 150 of that corner, it actually a lot the wrong way a wee bit, and it just sort of falls away, and it is hard work. So um, that that's why a lot of horses come through the middle and up the fence, really great.
2: All right, a couple of other training chances for you today. Phoebe K. Kingsdown Atom, how do you rate them?
5: Yeah, um, Phoebe actually went quite good the other day at Ashburton, Set parked and she pulled a bit, and... Um, yeah, something that she hadn't done before was pull. So, I, yeah, we've just rectified a wee bit of that. But at least she's trotting and is actually sort of going half all right. But um, she's off the unruly and drawn the second row. So that's probably not too bad for a first time back in the draw. But, um, yeah, it just all depends on what the traffic, traffic is early and if she makes a good beginning. But I'm sure she'd actually go on a good race.
2: All right, she's an $18 chance. King's down at him at 10s. So what about the early part of the day? Mighty Logan, Harry, Belafonte, and Be Smart in the first three races. All each way chances.
5: Yeah, not a bad wee bunch, really. Um, yeah, Mighty Logan, I, quite, I have quite a bit of time for him. I think he'll be all right one day. Um, just probably wants a bit of ring craft in that at the moment. Like he, he's, he's going good at the trolls and things, but um, yeah, he should... Should really run in the money today, anyway. But um, he's probably a horse to sort of keep an eye on for the future.
2: All right, Mighty Logan, and, Harry uh, Belafonte, both with Dean Taylor. What about B Smart? But a pressure there.
5: Ah, uh, yeah, no. I just um, hopefully I get a ride home. Hopefully I just drive it nicely, anyway. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so she's uh, been going good. She's just got to um, yeah, good draw. Just got to begin as quick as she did the other day. And you know, we've got options. It's you know just an even field and. Um, she's not a dead set leader or anything, but I just think if she could bounce out again and get the trail behind a couple of favoured runners, she'll
2: be there again. All right, yeah. course trained by Johnny's partner, uh, Nicole Harris. Ladder part of the day, well, not so much ladder, take my breath away is in the fourth. Champagne and wine in race six. And uh, Geordie, complete your day. Of those three for the SENZ Trotts Talk listeners, what's the best of them? Um, I'd have to say champagne and
5: wine, really. Um, probably a bit of a drop. She's dropped down in the grave a wee bit, really, and uh, she's come up with a one, the second row draw. But round mission over a mile and uh, two thousand three hundred, that's probably not bad for her. So, um, yeah, but well, hopefully we can uh, do something there. And yeah, she'll be wearing a black armband today for the passing of Dennis Daly. Lisa's father died on this uh, this week, just the beginning of the week. So it'd be good for them to get a bit of tonic.
2: Yep, certainly would be, and uh, they're farewelling willing Dennis uh, tomorrow. Uh, of course, he was a uh, part owner of State of Affairs who won seven or eight races uh, a few years ago. Hey, Johnny, thanks for joining us uh, on the show. Uh, keep up the good work, both training and uh, driving. We wish you well at Methvin today.
5: Cheers. Thank you very much, Greg, and uh, happy punting out
2: there. All right, that's John Morrison. So, Gavin Smith, John Morrison, both of them with good chances today. Premium player and you are the one for Gavin Smith and multiple chances for John Morrison. His best, probably Jimmy Ray, but the likes of Mighty Logan he's got a bit of time for and the sentiment around champagne and wine, as you just heard there, the passing of Dennis Daly. Short break for us on the other side. Phil Williamson had a great night at Melton last night. We'll talk to Darren Keast and wrap things up with David Branch from Cambridge.
5: The majestic man from Sundon's Courage is going to have to wait for the run in the Garrard sprint lane. Queen of is getting closer than Just Believe. who's ducked in behind them off the back in 28-9 third quarter. And it's Majestic Man five metres, Sundon's Courage. Queen Elida needs to pick up. She battles on Just Believe run into a dead end. It's still the Kiwi Majestic Man with 100 to go. Just Believe back to the inside. Majestic Man's clear though running on from a mile back. Loxley lover but Majestic Man, how did he get up to that price? Majestic Man won it and beat either Queen Alina or Sundon's Courage.
2: We yes, the most up. remarkable thing about uh, the win last night of Majestic Man And was his price, a man who won't care too much about that, is Majestic Man's trainer Phil Williamson. Uh, Morning to you, Philip. Yeah,
5: how are you, Greg?
2: Yep, I'm very well, mate, and I'm sure you are too, because uh, your trotting stable star at the moment delivered again at the highest level, his second win in a Dullard Cup last night, and arguably as good as he's ever gone, Phil.
0: Yeah, he did go a great race, Greg, because he had to uh, take on that early pressure and suck that up and still uh, be able to be strong at the end. So, um, no, it was a a super run and, uh, you know, a big team effort to uh, get him there on the night uh, as well as we did.
2: Phil, he's won three of his last five on three different tracks, Addington, Cambridge and now Melton. Look, when when you consider some of the challenges you went through with him over a year ago now, or about a year ago, um, are you surprised that you've been able to get him back to this sort of form? In his last dozen or so starts, he's won five of them and had five placings, and the majority of those have been at a pretty high sort of level. So it, it's a great credit to the horse, isn't it? Oh, it is, Greg. He, he's,
0: he's a little – I shouldn't say he's underrated because – I think most people realise he's a pretty special horse, but, um, you know, he'd been racing uh, our top three over home and, um, you know, they've got just about champion tags on them. So, um, you know, uh, he, he's probably the next best and um, uh, when he gets here, he can certainly compete with their best and, uh, you know, his form tapered off that 12 months ago over here, but, um, you know, he obviously wasn't right Um we wee bit difficult to put a handle on what was wrong but um, they felt he had a bit of a wind issue going on but um, we've seen no evidence uh, of it since he came home, had a nice spell and uh, we worked him back up and uh, it appeared to be uh, there was nothing there to concern us enough that we couldn't start another campaign and um, he's come back like him old self so I, he just, just was off colour there for a bit and despite all the efforts of the team that were looking after him here he just... He just wasn't himself, and, uh, you know, uh, credit to the horse that he's been able to uh, bounce back and, uh, you know, race race like we know he can, and he's usually been very consistent throughout his career.
2: Yeah, he definitely has, uh, Phil. He's been through the Great Southern Star format before in 2021. He finished second in the Heat and then third in the final behind Tornado Valley and Magical. Uh, I think he was in the Great Southern Star of the year they went back to the 2700 uh, as well. Is he going as well as you'd hoped? Well, obviously, as he's winning, but can he win that series next week?
0: Well, I think he can, actually, but the, the, the thing that'll come down to, Greg, is the draws, because I think, you know, over a sprint distance, it does even things up a little bit, and, um, you know, if you get back through, through the draw, it's very hard to come on, Even if they ran home in 57 and you were, say, three back the hour, it's very hard to improve around them and get the job done. So I think the draw in that final race will be crucial to uh, your chances of saying he can win because um, he's good enough to win with the right trip, I'm sure of that. But it's just um, can you get the trip from the draw? I mean, if you look at the few years' runnings of it, um, I do remember that... um, beating Spur got home from three-back defence, I think it was, but there was a lot of pressure in that race, and there are things that, that give you a chance if you're back in the field is, is pressure in the race and, uh, you know, uh, whether we'll get that kind of run. It just depends, you know, as I say, if you're back in the field, you do need the pressure to be in the race, and if it's not, then you've, you've got no chance of winning the race, basically.
2: Hey, Phil, congratulations again on last night. Hey, congratulations on the way the team's going as well. There was a time there you were leading the Premiership um, till those done people went on the rampage up at Nelson and Blenheim, so you must be delighted the way uh, things. the home fires keep burning at home. I think you've had 10 winners from something like 35 starters. You're renowned for your strike rate, but, um, yeah, you must be thrilled the way things are going. Yeah, no, the home team are
0: doing a great job. Um, we've only got a smaller team these days, but... Um, you know, most of them are uh, well, eighty percent of the team we've got are racing and uh, that they're all uh, competitive in their in their ratings. Uh, they keep winning they won't be, but at the moment they are, so um, you know, we're we're uh, we're batting pretty good and uh, yeah, it was good to have the premiership for a week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, Phil. Hey, uh, Thanks for taking the time out and talking to us. Well done last night. Good luck in the week leading into the Great Southern Star. You'll be flying the Kiwi flag along with Old Town Road. And, of course, copy that going in the Hunter Cup. Um, thanks for your time, Phil. No,
0: thanks, Greg. Yeah, thanks for all the support back home. No, great effort. Cheers.
2: All right, champion trainer Phil Williamson. Of course, son Brad did the steering last night with Majestic Man. An exciting day ahead for a young trainer. Darren Keese heads to Methvin with, well, arguably the best horse he's had in the barn thus far, Costello David. He's only had a handful of starts, uh, Darren, but I suppose it's it's, it's a nervous day in many respects because it's taking you such a long time to get this very talented now five-year-old back to the races. Yes, I agree. Yeah,
1: no, it's been a... We've had our challenges with him. Uh, he, he's arguably, like, yeah, as you said, he's p- potentially the best horse I've ever trained, but at the same time with good horses, you have problems, and I've had a, my fair share of problems with him, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, he won the Cup Day Maiden, of course, uh, back in 2020. He won by a street, I think it was seven or eight lengths uh, from memory. Just touch on uh, what <laughs> his problems have been. And how you think he is physically, leading into to today?
1: Um, so we, we I've, I had tendon issues with him, just the same tendon. It's funny because, like, some horses you have three or four problems with, but at him it's only been the one problem. But tendons are niggly, they're a niggly issue, and uh, I've got him up. I've got him up to today as fit as I can without having any race starts. I have taken him up to Miffen for two quiet trials and that, but. As you know, it's race, race fitness is probably key, and whatever he does today, he'll improve on.
2: All right, you're driving him yourself. I imagine your mindset there is that you don't want to go as far deep into the well first up. You want to give him as, as most, an economical trip as you possibly can. In saying that, there's been money for him, Darren, three sixty dollars into $3.30. So there's plenty of people think he can win, can he?
1: Well, it's just whether his old legs can still run as fast as they used to, I suppose, because with uh, with age two comes, sometimes they do slow down, but uh, hopefully he hasn't lost any of that ability, and I'd like to think today, like, uh, I wouldn't have him in if I didn't think he was ready,
2: yeah. Yep, totally, he's in a stand today, you're confident that that won't be a problem?
0: It, it
1: shouldn't be, like, he's pretty sensible sort of a horsey, he just takes everything in his stride and uh he he well, hopefully, yeah, we'll just see if I have my hands on or not, I suppose.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's always the case. Hey, uh, it's a busy time, not only for you, but your partner, uh, Ashley Stewart, preparing, I think it's 15 yearlings for uh, your grandparents, Paul and Pauline uh, Renwick. She must be excited about that. Just spoke to Ken Brecken. We were talking about the next three weeks. It's a pretty nervous time because you want to get them there, but they've got a full brother to a amongst that draft, and I know you're going to purchase uh, a few horses and, and hopefully replenish the stocks in your barn. So um, have you liked what you've seen so far
1: yeah no every year they seem to get better and better you know like you go somewhere and you think oh yep right I'll go have a look at these ones and uh so you go there and every year they seem to be getting just in condition and that like better and better like I I leave ash to do the to herself I don't actually do much with them at all and I went and seen them last week and they just look phenomenal and I, I went on the Auckland tour and they just do a phenomenal job up there the, people up north and we've got the Canterbury Tour coming up in Southland so I'm looking forward to going on them.
2: All right well I know it's busy I know it's exciting for you today with Costello David. Uh, I hope he uh, races up to your expectations and and more importantly with him he gets through this race because uh, he's the sort of horse that uh, is going to get the Darren Keyes name and his training uh, in light so good luck today mate.
1: Thank you very much Greg and thanks for having me on.
2: Yep, no problem at all. That's Darren Keast, young man, doing some good things. And uh, yeah, his partner Ashley Stewart certainly got a decent draft in there for the Rimwick Farms brand. You need to go to New Zealand Bloodstock Standard Bread. Check out all the photos, videos of all of the yearlings, the 400 odd that are on offer, both at Karaka on the 19th and then Agricultural Park in Christchurch 2021-28. Two. All right, double eight, double three. If you want to win the $50 bonus bet, short break, other side, we'll wrap things up. Talk to David Branch, draw out that winner and uh, reiterate those winners, hopefully, from Gavin Smith and John Morrison in our Southern Man segment. In the home straight, uh, in Trot's Talk, double eight, double three. your name, your TAB account number, and the code word KARAKA. Plenty of entries are coming in. David Branch has been busy uh, this week. Uh, Well, he's busy most weeks, to be fair. Morning to you, David. What happened on Thursday? Let the uh, listeners into the promotion that you guys got involved in.
7: Yeah, um, morning Greg. So, um yeah, it was Friday morning. We we had a um Friday, a launch sorry. of our yep. Grin uh, Grin's Night of Champions, which was what we've essentially rebranded the Night of the Race by Grin's as. Um so we took to the Cambridge Town Square and uh had a hot air balloon booked to create a bit of excitement, but unfortunately the weather didn't uh let us unpack that out of the car, but we had um joined by Stephen Donald and Mark Purden Came down to help, and we put on a free breakfast for the community, and just um, really that was just to kick off the general admission tickets on sale, and to get people um, get people start to start talking about it.
2: Yeah, look, a million dollar race. We know there's already been uh, a couple of the syndicates uh, getting around and, and uh, attracting a horse. Old Town Road, of course, uh, uh, for Ken Brecken who we spoke to uh, earlier on. Um, the next few weeks are going to be incredibly important in terms of uh, the slot holders finding a runner and uh, momentum's only going to build to the April 14th date.
7: Yeah, definitely. I think um, I'm hearing lots of lots of talk around, which is all um, deals being done and obviously nothing confirmed yet, but it's all really exciting and I guess that's all part of the fun and the lead up. Um, I actually don't... I think there might only be a couple of slots, um, a few of them playing the long game and and sitting on the fence and not making any decisions. But um, who knows, that could end up being being the smartest thing to do or it could be one of the ones that's locked in. Um, All right, got the best, early,
2: best, so yeah, yeah, best best place for people to go is CambridgeRaceway.co.nz. Tickets are on sale now. The Grins at night of Champions—you have got a, f- a fair bit happening building into that—and and that's the best place for them to uh, to grab their tickets and get along. It's a Friday night. There's plenty of reasons to be there, David. And um, yeah, we can only encourage people to do that.
7: Yeah, definitely. We've um, we've locked in Mitch James as well, so really well-known known New Zealand artist, so he's going to be doing the after-party. Um, that's all, all included with the GA tickets, and we're looking to release hospitality packages in the, uh, the next few weeks. All right, of
2: course, you race tomorrow. You've got a couple of cracking finals too. Uh, The uh, Cambridge Gold Cup, uh, which features, trotting-wise, the likes of Escape the Pace. Uh, She's been absolutely flying. And the Dunstan Horsefeeds Cambridge Gold Cup final for 20,000 as well with Zarias, Rough and Ready, New York Minute, uh, that chimichurri. That's a decent sort of a race too. So uh, you must be looking forward to the action tomorrow as well, which kicks off off just after 2 o'clock.
7: Yeah, really good fields. Really happy with that. Um, actually, the end of our what, we, what we've called the summer season, although we haven't had much um, summer weather, but we've raced not a lot every of week the last. <laughs> not a lot of sun, no, and it's not looking great for tomorrow. So it might be a good day to watch uh, watch from the couch. But obviously Auckland Anniversary Day. Uh, so yeah, we're excited to have that day, and it's the end of five weeks. We've raced every week, so um, brings a, brings to a close that, which is which is nice too.
2: All right, you can put that to bed and start building towards uh, April because it's going to be a massive night there on the 14th. We'll talk to you plenty leading into that, David. Thanks for taking the time out uh, this Sunday on Trot's Talk. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the racing tomorrow. Uh, We're looking forward to tuning in anyway.
7: Will do. Thanks very much, Greg.
2: All right, that's David Branch, CEO of Cambridge Raceway, the Bay of Plenty Waikato Harness Racing Club. And, yeah, they've had a busy time of it, and they've got plenty to look forward to, too. Producer Dude Robbie, we need to find a winner of uh, this week's $50 bonus bet. What have you come up with?
1: Yeah, our winner this week is Sean. He's in Auckland. He's braving it tough with the rest of us doing, during the flooding. Not not fun. Not fun yesterday. Or well, the day before, no, actually. Friday no, night. not yeah. at all.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What about a winner? Uh, so you've Sean. you got that winner for us. Sean yeah, is their yeah, man. Sean, yep, Sean is that man. It. Yep, perfect, mate. Good luck with that $50 bonus bet. Big thank you to uh, our friends from the TAB. That has been Trot's Talk for this week, brought to you by HRNZ for all your harness racing uh, details, previews, reviews, videos, all that sort of stuff, go to hrnz.co.nz. Don't forget about the annual awards on the 4th of March. Details are there. Winners, uh, premium player, and you are the one. Great each way for Gavin Smith in race number 7. Premium player goes round in race number 1. And uh, good chance Jimmy Ray in race number 8. And probably champagne and wine in the 6 for John Morrison. Hope you've enjoyed Trot's talk. Enjoy your punting at Meffin this afternoon.